0: Well, what's going on, everybody? Welcome into the pod at the Palace. Curtis Wilkerson and Scotty Borderline, with Natty State Sports here with you on a Monday, uh, a post-win Monday, a post-Mizzou win Monday. Monday. That's always a good thing. We love to see it. We you just you just love to see it. I mean, after all, the title of our last podcast was <laughs> "For the Love of God, Don't Lose to Mizzou." We've been saving um, that one
1: for a couple weeks. <laughs> yeah,
0: we we've, we've been waiting on that one. So uh, so it was good. Arkansas did their part. Um, got to feel I think pretty decent about where this team is at right now, Scotty. I mean, we were in Arlington uh, for the for the baseball event down there at, at Globe Life Field
1: whatever it was called.
0: Whatever it was called. Yeah, the Kubota series or, or whatever that might be. Uh, but it was really cool, man, being able to uh, to be down there at Texas Live and live streaming that game. Even though it was a home game, uh, a lot of Razorback fans turned yes. out. And for a while there, it was, uh, was kind of cryptic. It was a little funeral-ish mm-hmm. uh, as, as we were sitting there. Uh, but as Caleb Battle got going, it, dude. <laughs> so did everybody else. So did everybody yeah, else. Yeah, he woke the place up. Yeah, thank you for that, uh, Caleb Battle. What a freaking performance, man. 42 points from KB. Um, Arkansas needed those uh, on a day where, you know, not many other people, Makai Mitchell, you know, being the exception there, mm-hmm. really had much going offensively. But, hey, sometimes it's what you're going to get. Tremont Mark has done it in the past. We've known that Battle is a guy who could fill it up, and I, I think that's probably an understatement for what yeah. he did against Missouri.
1: Absolutely, dude. I uh, texted you earlier and was like, I got some KB notes. Yes, I've been waiting for them. <laughs> So he had 42 against Missouri. I believe that's the most in an SEC game um, or second most in an SEC game behind Todd Day. Yep. Which anytime you can be in a conversation with one of the goats of the program, like that's good company. You're right where you want to (laughs) be. 42 against Missouri. He had 41 in the previous three games combined. Oh, wow. And so it's not, but it wasn't like he wasn't scoring the ball. True. The previous uh, couple games. I think he's, I think he might be in double figures in three straight games for the first time this year. Um, I didn't have that note written down, so I might look like an idiot. Um, <laughs> but his six threes against Missouri had six threes in the previous eight games combined. Wow. So he was getting the threes up, knocking threes down. And the, the offense is just different when, when he's scoring the ball, um, stretching, the, stretching the defense out. Um, I think, and I'm not, trying to, I'm not trying to nerd out or big brain this or whatever, but one of the, my favorite things about what KB's done this month and we've seen him play better, you know, the last three or four games, he's got one turnover this month. Yeah. 134 minutes. Um, so he's taking care of the ball. And I think his assist to turnover ratio the last five games is like six to one. Um, and he might only have six assists and one turnover, but <laughs> you like it when one of your, you know, your, your primary backcourt guys is, is taking care of the ball. Um, 10 plus free throws in back-to-back games for the first time. The 14 he took the other day were a career best. Um, and what I love, and this is maybe my um my you know my staple shout out to c b b analytics every time we do one of these he's shooting thirty eight point seven percent from three above the break in s e c play and he's seven of eleven from the wing um so he knows where he wants to get his shots up, and he's taking shots from where he's good at taking shots at, which is really really good
0: yeah, I love that i mean you know forty two points on fifteen shots is that's just I mean, like Must said, it's unheard of.
1: It's unheard of. I mean, it's it, it, sure.
0: super, super efficient. Uh, you know, we think about, you know, Wade Taylor's forty-one in that building, you know, last month, and that was on thirty-two shots. And there's yeah. a big difference in you know, what he did versus what Battle did. Uh, that was super impressive, man. I love the six threes. Love that he was putting them up there. Um, I just love that Arkansas shooting more threes in general at right. the moment. Um, if I remember correctly, and and maybe it was you that told me this actually. Uh, Arkansas hit double-digit threes in this game against Missouri for the first time since the season
1: opener. Yes, <laughs> so, that is correct.
0: Um, and that was something, you know, I don't I don't think I came into this season thinking, oh, Arkansas is going to hit 10 threes per game, but I thought they'd do it more than twice over yeah. the course of the year. So uh, that was good to see. It opens up a lot of things for them offensively. And and battle, you know, it's interesting. I feel like we've talked about a number of different guys who've had their ups and downs. It's been the theme of the season, right? Like consistency, uh, you know, we've talked about L. You know, being in the in the doghouse or, you know, down on the depth chart or whatever and being able to, um, you know, just kind of keep his emotions in check and be ready to deliver when his numbers called. And it's been a similar situation with battle. And he talked about it where, you know, he he got to campus, uh, you know, was, was fired up. He broke his foot. He missed a lot of time in the summer. Uh, Then he's coming back. He's playing in the Purdue game. He's about to throw up because he's out of shape. Uh, And then he's had the ups (laughs) and downs trying to figure things out, you know, defensively, schematically. And we had, you know, a period of time there where he wasn't playing at all or just barely, you know, he get a two-minute look and he's getting yanked out of there. Um, And and it would be easy for a guy to kind of fold up and and for him to respond the way he has, uh, especially with Arkansas being shorthanded with some guys out. You know, that includes in the backfield with many field. Uh, What he's done lately has been really impressive, and I've, I've always kind of felt like battle might be the dude that Arkansas needs. Mm-hmm. Um, you got other dude like Tron Mark. He's, he's very capable of being your guy, and he probably still is, although I think that shoulder's bothering him. But, I think it
1: definitely um, is, yeah.
0: Battle just—Tremont Mark is a silent assassin, and you love that. Battle brings a swag, dude.
1: Yeah. And that's he what has been missing lets on know, the floor. Let you know
0: about it. He lets you know about it. He talks to you. He'll hit you, he'll hit you with the shimmy. That kind of gets we the saw, crowd going. Thank
1: God we saw oh, that again. It was that, like the first time in forever. Dude,
0: and how iconic was that for him to hit the shimmy and, and Danielle Musselman's up on her feet and she's, you know, <laughs> pointing at him and it's
1: like, all right. Yeah, because he, uh, he, he, he had to do it to somebody because he normally does it to Ronnie Brewer. Yes. Uh, but he was on the opposite side of the floor, so he had to hit it. Yeah. It, <laughs> yeah. Was, uh, it was a good call there.
0: That, um, that type of that energy, that emotion that, that's all the stuff that I think you know fans have really grown to appreciate about Razorback basketball over the previous four years, and that's the stuff that I think has kind of soured them on this team, uh, you know, at different points when they've really been struggling this season. Because again, like we said, it's not about the losses piling up. You don't want that to happen, but it's just been the lack of competitiveness at times. And my God, like knock on wood here, but hopefully they're on the other side of that nonsense because they put together three games in a row now, um, two that they've won. If you ask Musk, it should be
1: three. He yeah. really
0: wants that Mississippi <laughs> State game
1: back. We'll talk about I think it. He's probably still watching. He's watching it back again <laughs> He's watching.
0: He's probably watched that more times since the game ended uh, Saturday than he's watched the Mizzou game or Vanderbilt. Yeah, The Mississippi State game, people – must feels like they should have won. Yeah, for, that
1: one's, uh, that one's <laughs> stuck in his crawl. A for, bit.
0: for obvious reasons. But no, I, I like the swagger that that Arkansas is playing with right now. They seem super connected. Um, they're defending a heck of a lot better than they had been. It's not perfect, uh, but man, it looks like uh, it looks like a much improved team. I'm happy. You you swept the Aggies, you swept Missouri. That was a good week for Arkansas. I feel like they have some real momentum that they can build off here. Uh, It's got to be one game, you know, one day at a time. For sure. They've dug themselves in too deep of a hole for it to matter. I know a little bit later, we're going to talk about some of the the scenarios for SEC tournament seating and stuff. But right now in the moment, which is where people should live with this team, you got to feel fairly
1: encouraged about what they've done lately i feel encouraged yeah i mean i was excited to come in here and and talk about them Mm -hmm. um i mean you got a big time scoring performance the other day and it's it's not it's not just kb scoring the ball it's um it's the fact that he'll go for you know he'll have a nice scoring game and then eric will give him a compliment about how you know he's bought in defensively and like the um, and he's rebounding. You know, and, yeah, the uh, ins and outs of like like just the he's doing the little things mm-hmm. um, that make a big difference in the big picture. Um, and so I'm I've been a big KB guy since he got here. Like I went and talked to him in June, um, and you could just you can tell he's just he's got a different mindset about him. And when <laughs> that's, that's one way to put it. <laughs> he's uh, he's he's Jersey to the core, and when he's hooping, like you see that you see that come out like. He's probably busted some old dudes on the on the outdoor courts and hillside before, like, doing some stuff like that. And I think, not to talk too much about KB, he deserves it, though, but that swagger and that confidence, it bleeds. Yes. bleeds through the rest of the team when he gets going. Um, I think you're right about T-Mark's shoulder, and I'm a little mm. concerned about that. Yeah, um, he, he did not look uh, – he, he just didn't look comfortable. Yeah, the 10 last points. Couple games. He only took seven shots the other night, but – I mean, KB was hot, so nobody else needed to take more than seven shots, <laughs> right. to be perfectly honest. And maybe, but,
0: and, and you know, like if, if a guy like Battle is, is knocking down threes and they're spreading the floor a little bit more, um, it does open up for Mark to get to the rim where he doesn't have to sure. settle for that mid-range so yeah. much. So maybe there could be some give and take there. But, yeah, it looked a little bit yeah, uncomfortable. Yeah, getting back
1: to your point about feeling good, I think Eric is uh, <clears throat> Eric's feeling that too. Like yeah. he says his team's playing his best ball of the season and he's just like there's no no doubt in his mind that that Mm -hmm. that's the case um he said that he feels like they're in a good flow but he also said because of the kind of up and down nature of this team you know we've got a pretty good sample size It's been a lot up and down he doesn't know how long it's going to last but you feel pretty good about it lasting at least another game yeah and then the (laughs) way that these guys have been competing you know just go into rup with nothing to lose you know Mm -hmm. like just give those dudes a fight you know they don't play a whole lot of defense, but you know they can really score it. Um, the way Arkansas is defending right now, I'm not ready to say that they're going to go in there and win or whatever. Because I'm, I'm at Kentucky, I'm really not. Um, yeah. but I'm almost looking ahead to that one. Almost looking ahead to it, and that's what this team can't do. They got to be very in the present, one game at a time, like you mentioned. But um, yeah, it could be could be a fun week. At least, yeah, they I just mean... had a, a you know a nice week.
0: I think we might be back to the point where people are, you know, looking forward to watching the team yeah, play a little I bit. I definitely am. And I, I was—I'm not going to lie—I was worried about it. We we t- touched on it a little bit at the beginning here, with the, you know, it was uh, it was not pretty
1: basketball it for, really for a while there. It almost and, got to the first media timeout with no points on the board. felt yeah, like a baseball game. It was
0: it was really dicey. <laughs> uh, Nick Honors hit a bunch of threes. Sean East really got going. Uh, you know Arkansas looked a little bit out of sorts. They were down you know midway through the second half and it was kind of like man like what what's going on here but hey it's a 40 minute basketball game for a reason they figured it out they won by 15 yeah it was comfortable uh, b- before we <laughs> before we move on from the game uh, a couple things I want to touch down uh, some serious and some maybe not so serious uh, but Devo yeah. What an interesting game from him. That I mean, that's kind of the classic Devo yeah, I've got, game. We
1: got notes on him too. But people yeah, in uh,
0: people in Arlington were, you know, screaming at the the jumbo screen in there, and so was I. Shoot so was, the ball, dude. So was I. Yeah. Um, because man, like he just had open look after open look after open look from three point line, and and just you know like basket cutting and having layups. He's kicking back out, and it's like mm-hmm. why won't he shoot the ball? Um, but he actually wound up getting eight shots up in the game. Uh, So I I think he might have snapped out of that a little bit. But you look up at the end of the night and, you know, eight points and and nine rebounds and six assists in 34 minutes, and and he was defending the power forward again. Yeah, Dude, I mean, we we didn't know what to expect after his leave of absence. How would he be, you know, received by the team? How would he kind of fit back into the mix? And I think this is probably exactly what you need. He's not out there trying to be an alpha. He's not out there trying to get his. Like, he's kind of the quintessential team player right now yeah, and it's he's, kind of I, the
1: glue they he, need. He's kind of being the glue guy. Yeah. Yeah. Um I mentioned it the other day when we did what we know from the lows at Arlington <laughs> and he was like he's one of five guys since 2010 2011 to have the stat line that he did in a game. Um I think the other guys in there are like uh Jabril Durham um Cody Clark which is a oh, Wow. Shout out to my guy Cody Clark. Hey. Um <laughs> I think J.D. Notes in there, too. So, again, we mentioned good company with KB earlier. Um, just a, It was definitely an interesting stat line. I went back and looked at uh, all those assists because Arkansas had a good assist to turnover ratio day. Like, they were 16 to 5. Yeah. That plus 11 margin was their best all year. And Devo assisted on half of Arkansas's threes. His six assists led to 18 points. Ooh. I do like that. How's that? So, he assisted on three f- okay so kb3 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 t mark three kb3 and one and then he had a an assist to makai mitchell love that so he spread the wealth around and he was he was looking for guys that beyond the arc that you want take in threes finding the shot makers and so he put the puts the ball in the shot pocket and you put you put the ball in the shot pocket you're probably going to get off a pretty good shot that's what jalen williams was so great at oh yeah because i used to track like the potential assist stuff and i break it down by you know the type of shot attempted and arkansas was always around like that 50 percent mark on j will on passes uh that led to threes from j will and it's because the ball's right there on the you know on the money as uh, so you can get a good shot up so he was yeah shout out to devo he was it was a weird game but i think he's He's just doing his job. Like, that's what Eric said after the game the other day. He's like, you give him an assignment, he's going to be like, okay. And then he's going to go do it, and he's going to play hard. And you can't you can't complain about eight, nine, and six. No, absolutely can't. not. And he was plus 15, so.
0: Yeah, no, very, very good work from Devo. Um thought he did a nice job defending the four. It seemed like, you know, at one point there, you know, early on in the second half, Dennis Gates was pretty much like, hey, they're going to be playing four guards, like, weirdly enough we're gonna to try to go big and, and try to pound it inside against that mismatch yeah and uh, they were really trying to back Arkansas down and I thought they did a good job handling that for the most part but I just remember you know uh, the Noah Carter kid trying to back down <laughs> Devo from the elbow or whatever and then there's the break in action and the camera pans over to Devo and he's just like <laughs> so yeah, was he, was, he was pretty animated and uh it was cool seeing you know a lot of smiles out there and a lot of guys fired up. Mm-hmm. Uh I think you mentioned it like Jeremiah Davenport, you know, like he's he's just so great at, at being the hype man, just getting right in yeah. somebody's face. I'm like
1: That's Vibe what coordinator, you, do. Yeah. you know. Yeah, absolutely. Um,
0: so that was that was cool, man. Uh, sneaky, decent game by Makai. Yeah. I was afraid he was gonna get tossed. Uh, you know, after he got in the got in the scrum very early in the game and, and wound up uh getting the flagrant there, and then he just seemed it's, it seemed like one of those games where he might have a, have a little bit of a blow up, but he didn't. Yeah. Um. And and he wound up you know with 13 points and, and six boards at the end of the game. He did foul out, but he played 28 minutes. So I I think you take
1: that from him for sure. Um. Yeah, he's 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 on such a positive scoring tear. Yeah. Like he's it's 13, 22, 21. You got the stinker against Tennessee. had one, but 14, 10, 19, 12. Like he's he's playing like a a guy who. Like if he'd done this longer might get some second team consideration yeah I mean I, I legitimately think that's where he's at right now I think so and too. it's it's been so important so significant that he's played the way he has with Arkansas's front court just kind of beat up right now for sure and I love Chandler Lawson but you kind of don't know what you're going to get mm-hmm. but you know what you're going to get from Kai uh, these days like he he's you know you're going to get an elbow thrown and you know he's gonna score ten plus. <laughs> he's gonna make free throws. Yeah, and he's yeah. gonna make free throws. So yeah, he's in a good spot. Yeah, he's he's looked good, man. The only other
0: thing I want to touch on about this game, first of all, is terrible, man. Oh, do we need to do uh this is the Yeah, yeah, pull up the pull up the page. Missouri is now they're still winless, obviously, in twenty twenty four. They're still winless in SEC play. That's fourteen straight L's that they've taken. Uh, the Ken Palm page is looking nice and crispy, <laughs> as uh, as Scotty's able to show us here. Um, it, you see all that red? That means
1: that's a loss. Not good. That That's not great. That's not where you want to be. It looks like a guy from South Arkansas on the beach in uh, Gulf Shores. That's without, right. Yeah. Without um, sunscreen on.
0: That's 100% right. Missouri's Ken Palm page looks like a farmer's tan. That's where we're at. <laughs> so <laughs> God. They're struggling, man. And Dennis Gates was big mad after the game. mm mm-hmm. uh, Arkansas had it under control. It's fifteen point lead. Final seconds. Layden Blocker gets a leak out. Um, just may, Gosh, man, like you know, Lay, friend of the program. You you self proclaimed yourself to us as as the winner of the dunk contest on the team if it was to happen. Um, you know, we put out clips of you doing uh between the legs dunks and Crocs. Yeah, and then you just. You just didn't get off the ground, man. Like the springs were not activated <laughs> on that on that dunk attempt at the end. Like, you know, got to keep it real with you, man. Yeah. Uh, that was kind of a tough look. It would have been awesome if he had nailed it. But right. um, I think that that really ticked off Dennis Gates there mm-hmm. at the end, even though their guy tried to do the same thing on the other end, but whatever.
1: Yeah, but as you said perfectly, just couldn't reach the rim.
0: Just <laughs> couldn't reach the rim. Yeah, Noah, Noah Carter couldn't get up there. Uh, I thought it was an interesting – I don't want to say altercation uh, – the word I'm looking for is
1: escaping me, but, but it wasn't your typical handshake. line. It
0: wasn't your typical handshake line, and coaches. it looked on the surface like Musk was saying, "Hey, you know, we didn't tell him to do like, you know, sorry, man, he shouldn't yeah. have done that or whatever." But Gates just seemed to really have a problem with it, and and but you know what? He had similar issues with Alabama, and you know, with other you know teams this season, and then he's dropping the f bomb in his press conferences, and maybe he needs to worry about his own team. Yeah. Maybe that's what he ought to do
1: at this point. You want
0: to hear something crazy?
1: Yeah, I do. Missouri started the year seven and two. They are now eight and nineteen. There you go. Coach your own team. Coach your own team. You've got like, about, literally you've got about co-
0: two more weeks where you get to do that. <laughs> then you go find a new team to coach. So
1: you know. <laughs> oh man, yeah. I think yeah. I don't think anything else needs to be said. No, nope. that was. Uh, yeah, like I get it from from his perspective. Sure. Like, you're up by 15. Probably didn't like it, but at the same time, your guy tried to do the same thing, but also couldn't jump over the Sparkman phone book to, to <laughs> yeah, get up to the rim. That was a tough one, man. Um, <laughs> so just like just wipe the slate clean. Yeah. But he's obvi- there's obviously there's a lot more to it. Like you've lost 17 of your last 18 games, and so it's just it's it's a compounding deal for sure. So Arkansas plays. They play nine
0: guys in this game. Um, you know, really a Kind of a, a, a top eight that we've seen emerge. Sometimes it's seven. It, it kind of depends on, you know, from a game to game basis with, with Blocker on how much time he gets. But they've found a, a formula that works. Mm-hmm. And Muss is very aware of that. However, uh, and we touched on it a little bit Friday, but now we have a very small sample size to work with. They're getting some guys back. Mm-hmm. Like injury row is piling up. You mentioned the front court being banged up. Mm-hmm. Uh, going into that game, Minifield was still out uh, day-to-day with that groin. Jalen Graham was available as needed. Sounded like kind of like an emergency. Lawson and, you know, Makai foul out. We can use him. He's still nursing that shoulder. So maybe, I don't know, maybe a little bit of run Tuesday. But, you know, Saturday might be a game where, where he could jump back in there against sure. Kentucky. Uh, TB back. Um, he only played four minutes in the game. I'm fine with that. You got him a rotation he kind got his feet wet. He broke cardio. a sweat. He wasn't trying to do too much. Yeah, good cardio. <laughs> um, but it must even said as much after the game, and he said it before the game too, but like, it was great to see TB back out there. He's worked really hard. Uh, even Battle was saying, hey, like we we need him going down the stretch here. We need the front court You know, to get his death back. We need the rebounding, the three-point shooting, the playmaking, all those things. Great. It's going to be so fascinating to see how Muss manages this because, like he said, getting somebody reacclimated at this point in the season it it it's hard and it it causes problems quite yeah. frankly and that, and that's what he said and he has firsthand experience with that because I do I'll, I will forever wonder and this is not a knock on Nick Smith at all because I love him I think he's a warrior for coming back the mm-hmm. way they did but Arkansas was cooking at that time they just went and got a ro- nice road win um you know in, in South Carolina they got over the hump they blew out Kentucky and you start working Nick back in And you have ups and downs because they lost
1: back to back games. They lost
0: back to back games, and it doesn't have to be a reflection of Nick, but it it changes the dynamic of things. And I know he doesn't want to mess with a good thing right now. At the same time, you have your most talented player coming back, a guy in Jalen Graham who was at the top, in the top two or three of a lot of your statistical categories in SEC play. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, I I just wonder what it's going to look like. I have a feeling that Brazil's minutes are going. Follow me. Follow with me here. Okay. I have a feeling that Brazil's minutes are going to increase, and Chandler Lawson's are going to decrease. That's that's where I think that is where I think Brazil is going to wind up getting some minutes, and maybe a little bit of, of Jeremiah Davenport. Not not all of them. I think Brazil gets back to a point where he's playing ten to fifteen minutes a game max. I think that's good. Yep. And I think. I think I think Graham's going to watch. <laughs> I think Minifield's going to watch for the most part. That's where I'm at. Because yeah. if you really think about it, they're playing Mizzou. They're struggling. Uh, they get down in the second half and everything. Like there were a lot of ingredients there for Mustard to just throw Brazil back in there and say, oh, we got to Sure, because you know. we got
1: to have one of our most talented guys yeah. out there. And he yeah. didn't do it. Yeah.
0: And I think that's telling. I think he's going to wind up playing. I don't think it's going to be back to the 30 minutes a game business, but he seems like the guy who they'll get added back in in a smaller role than he had, and the other guys, I'm not so sure. I'm I'm fascinated to see how it works out, though. Yeah.
1: Do you think it could be one of those deals where I definitely don't think he's going to start? Like, I just don't. There's no way. Um, Claw probably keeps starting Mm because you want to keep bringing Kai off the bench. Um, You bring TB in, and do you kind of go to him in the minutes that he's out there? You know, like sixth and seventh men off the bench in – the NBA. Yeah. Those guys get in there, the ball finds them. Mm-hmm. You go through those guys. Do you think like when TB's out there, do you just do you go to him kind of in that in that vein? Like I
0: think I, I think you could. I think you should. I mean, hopefully, um, he gets a little bit more run in a game that again, who knows? But hopefully they kind of have it under control against Vanderbilt and you have a little bit more wiggle room to experiment there. Um, let him get a few shots up and get that back underneath him, get that level of comfort back, um, and then maybe you can do that. Because, yeah, I, I think you're right. Because, you know, um, a guy like Brazil, if he's coming in, you know, at the under 12 or something, um, well, he's probably going to be a lot more effective if he's getting guarded by, you know, LSU's second team power forward yeah, or whatever. You like uh, that. I like that, yeah. So maybe that's the way – to get him going a little bit. And I, I like the idea of, you know, when they brought him into the game, cool, you get him in there for one rotation. And then if it goes well, then maybe he's the guy who gives you the last, you know, couple minutes of the first half. Right. And then all of a sudden you've got him five, six minutes in the first half. And, and then, hey, at that point, if, if you got things working otherwise, he watches like he did yeah. against Missouri. Uh, but if you get the opportunity or you need him or there's foul trouble or whatever, then he's, you know, he's kind of got his feet wet in the game. To where you can get him back out there and, and feel good about it. So I that's that's kind of where I'm at with it. And mm-hmm. I almost feel like Muss is planting that seed by, you know, it, it would be easy to say, hey, like we've, you know, we've we've really been struggling without Brazil. He's he's an all-league guy. He's done that. Um, but now that things are working, he could be like, oh no, like we're adding him back to the mix. We, you know, we feel really good about it. Now we got we're back to full strength, whatever. Yeah. But he's not doing that. He's saying, hey, this ain't. It's saying
1: what you think. you got a good thing going right now. Like exactly. They've been making Elite Eights and Sweet Sixteens playing eight guys, and he just probably doesn't want to give what people have been clamoring for for so long, like playing 11 or 12 guys and a half. Like right. I just Eric, is, he's just not doing that anymore. Yeah. I just – unless something crazy happens. Um, but I think I'm not saying – and when I brought up like the sixth or seventh man off the bench in the NBA and you kind of play – I'm not saying to play through him. Yeah. Um, but if you like you mentioned, like if you've got that mismatch with somebody's backup big man and you feel like that's a matchup advantage, Eric's a matchup advantage coach. Like yep. he's gonna get guys, you know, into uh, you know, suitable situations where they can they can score offensively and he'll he'll have a he'll have a plan for T B defensively too. So I'm not super yeah. worried about that. Um and I'm not saying that he's a you have him out there just to be a decoy or whatever, but his presence beyond The arc like he's he's capable of knocking down a three we haven't seen that from chandler lawson and you're not going to get that from makai yeah um and so i think it just it opens his just his mere presence i think is going to open up opportunities for guys like t mark and kb and whoever Mm -hmm. to put the ball on the floor and get to the rim yeah and then if suck in the defense pitch it out to him tb i'm okay if you take an open three it it would be fine with no doubt yeah
0: exactly have him as that as that kick out kick out guy in the corner um i did like that you know not too long after he checked into the game might have been the second possession he set a ball screen and he rolled to the rim they didn't get it to him it wasn't there but he did it um and and so that's where you can really exploit those mismatches you set a ball screen You see what they do with it. I think he's a smart enough player to read that. Mm -hmm. Um, Maybe we get some of that lob threat stuff where, hey, you can just go up and get it. Or, um, you know, same idea, just kind of flare that thing out and and maybe
1: get yourself a spot-up three. So If he gets a mismatch, I would love to see him command the ball. Yes. Yeah. We haven't seen him do that a whole lot Mm -hmm. this year. He's just kind of been almost just like one of the guys out there when he's out there. Like, if you get the mismatch, like – throw your hands up, jump up and down, scream somebody's name, tell them to get you the ball. Exactly. And, you know,
0: if you look at it, like in this game on uh, on Saturday, Davenport played 16 minutes, um, Chandler Lawson played 10, Blocker, uh, Blocker played 10. You take two minutes away from all three of those guys and, and TV plays 10. Yeah. You know, so it's not like you're just like, oh, now he's back and so and so just not going to play at all. No, no. Not that at all. And we know there's going to be games where, um, again, like blockers just doesn't get as much run.
1: And we don't know if J.D. would have gotten as much run if he hadn't scored five points in his first two minutes.
0: Exactly, That's exactly <laughs> right, yeah. So I think you can get one guy reacclimated as a role player uh, without disrupting things too much. Um, but I, I don't know. What do you think about like Graham and Minifield? I, I kind of think. It stinks because I love Graham, man. Yeah. But I just don't, especially with the way Kai's playing. I I don't know, man.
1: Yeah, I think I'd expect Manifield I expect Manfield to kind of sit. Me just, too. I just kind of do. Um, the backcourt is not an issue at the moment. Hmm. Um. Maybe if T Mark's shoulder keeps acting up, you might. Yeah. But um. Maybe you just you just play down a guy, and that's just one less person you have to play. Right. Um, With Graham, I think there's a path to him playing, but it might mean you're not getting something from somebody else. Like just if Graham's Graham's getting you know 12 to 15 minutes or more, it's probably because claws not not producing. Right. I think that's I think that's about where I'm at. But because I love watching Jalen Graham play, like when he's cooking, there's there's like nobody on the team that can. Bring pop to the to the building like he can because people just love watching that dude hoop, and he was playing well and defending. Was, and, yeah, I mean, I wouldn't be upset him. Exactly, I wouldn't be upset, if, him him
0: exactly. wouldn't be upset if they just replaced Chandler Lawson with Graham. Like, yeah, period. And it's not a knock on Lawson, but like he's you know he's just kind of out there at this point, and uh, yeah. I think Graham has proven that he can defend well enough, and we obviously know he can score. And, and maybe that's a, you know, a pathway to him down the road, but I don't know. We'll see. It,
1: it, it's not like and Chandler Lawson is not like a 25 to 30 minute guy. No, like he's, not at all. He's typically like 12 to 18, sometimes 20 if he's rebounding well. effectively, yeah. rebounding, blocking shots. Um, yeah, I think there's a path for for JG there. I just, I really hope that shoulder um, is fine. Because I think the last thing you want to do is come back and re-aggravate it and then you're just done, you know. I think he could be valuable. Like, if you get to the SEC tournament, maybe you win a game and then win another game. Um, That third day, you might have a pretty fresh Jalen Graham. True. Would be really nice to have.
0: Yeah, that's true. That's true. We'll see. We will see what they do. Um, You mentioned the SEC tournament, and, you know, Arkansas still got a lot to play for here. (laughs) I mean, the only thing you can do at this point, so just for the sake of perspective, like hey, um, Arkansas has won you know two games in a row here, they're playing better basketball, all those things can be true, uh, but it hasn't moved the needle. You know anything that they've been doing in terms of winning these games from a big picture standpoint, you look at the net rankings as of this moment on Monday, and Arkansas is one twenty one in the net they were one twenty two before they played Missouri. <laughs> So, you know, um, they've dug themselves in too deep of a hole here. They are looking at the quads three and 12 against the first two quadrants. Um, You got two more quad one opportunities. They're both on the road. So there is no case for an at large resume, even if they go to the SEC tournament finals and lose. Yeah, Um, they're going to have to go win that thing at this point. Um, so you want to give yourself the best, best pathway possible once you get there and you take a look at it. Now the win's have been beneficial because now Arkansas has really put themselves within striking distance of avoiding Wednesday sadness, which we've been talking about. You just don't want to be there anyway. Um, but Hey, you'd rather play four games instead of five in a tournament situation like this. Um, Arkansas is currently tied for 14, 13th, 12th place with Georgia. Um, They're both five and nine, but you take a look ahead and there are three teams that are all at six and eight. So, you know, Arkansas is a game out from being in, you know, ninth place. So there's, there's a path to get there. The tiebreakers get a little bit complicated, uh, but you know, at six and eight, you have Ole Miss who Arkansas lost to. So obviously that factors in, uh, but you have Texas A&M who you swept. So if you catch them, you got the tiebreaker Yeah, and you've got. LSU, who has beat you once, but you're going to get an opportunity to go play him again and kind of even that score and you get him at home. So um, you got to pass a couple teams here to get where you want to be. But, you know, it's not out of the realm of possibility. I know you were doing some uh, some numbers crunching and everything for the rest of the way. Arkansas has a halfway favorable schedule and and then maybe a halfway not.
1: Yeah, (laughs) I think that's fair to say. Yeah. I was made aware of this website called bball.nothing.net. And what you can do is, so it's got February 27th and 28th games, March 2nd games, March 5th and 6th games, and then March 9th games. And what you do is you go in there and you just pick a winner Mm -hmm. from every one of those games, and then you calculate the seeding. Like if everything that you select goes the way... If it actually happens over the course of the next two weeks, um, you calculate the seeds and it spits out the tournament seeds for you in in Nashville. I did that. You helped me me with it. Calculate the seeds. And the way that I saw every game the rest of the way going, if it goes that way, it's got Arkansas as a 10 seed in In the SEC tournament avoiding Wednesday night sadness, which I think is – you want that?
0: You would absolutely take. You absolutely that. want it. Yeah,
1: and um, you just avoid having to play Georgia, Missouri, A and M, and Vandy again. Mm-hmm. Like those would be the teams. Which is crazy to kind of see Texas A and M in there, but they <laughs> they've fallen like a ton of bricks. <laughs> yeah, they have this year. Um, but if everything goes the way I think it will, um, which it really won't, I'm sure. Um, got Arkansas playing LSU on Thursday. The winner would get Alabama. On Friday, I just I I just really want Arkansas to not play on Wednesday. Yeah, that would be that would be ideal. We've done that one time under Eric. They played Vanderbilt, Mason Jones went nuts, uh, and then the season was off the next day. Mm-hmm. Um, but just avoiding Wednesday would be would be good, and it means this team kind of did what it was supposed to. Um, and I, I've got them beating. Uh, Got kind of beating vanderbilt obviously uh and then lsu and then losing on the road to, to yeah. kentucky and alabama and it's really just kind of like your scoreboard watching whenever you're not playing
0: yeah that's exactly that's basically right what it comes down to i mean you look at the teams I, i've got some of the schedules pulled up here you might have it more accessible than i do i don't know but like texas a&m for example, who I think Arkansas has the best case for passing, just given their success against the Aggies this year. Uh, it's, it's not an easy slate for them yes. the last four games. They, they play a South Carolina team who's still ranked in the top 25 um, on the road at Georgia. We know Georgia is a different team in their own building. Um, they've got Mississippi State, and then they're at Ole Miss. Like, they go one and three in that stretch very easily yeah. and, and get passed up by arkansas no doubt about it you look at georgia's schedule who you need to pass who you're tied with right now um not necessarily an easy slate they're on the road at lsu that ain't gonna be easy Then uh, they've got the game against texas a&m they play ole miss at home uh, an ole miss team who's fighting for their ncaa tournament lives and then they close the season at auburn they're not winning that game they're so not. uh you know it's uh it's going to be a lot of scoreboard watching. I, hope, I, I do. I'm with you, man. I hope that Arkansas handles their business enough to where they can can get out of that bottom four uh, and just give themselves an opportunity. I don't know if I'm under normal circumstances. I feel like I wouldn't be crazy about uh, the idea of having to to play your second game against Alabama down there in Nashville. and And I'm still not. Just, just given the way they're so potent offensively, yeah. Uh, but hey, Alabama doesn't guard. Uh, they they just just... gave up
1: 200 points over the weekend.
0: Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I mean, it's it's it's, uh, it's wild how bad they are on defense. And the whole thing about the NATO system is, if you're not knocking down a bunch of threes, you're in trouble. Mm-hmm. And so if they get down there on, you know, a, it doesn't even really have to be a poor shooting night. They could hit. 10 threes and they're still kind of have their backs against the wall yeah um and they don't handle physicality well the pain is sweet against them like (laughs) it's not you know
1: yeah yeah i mean you play alabama you got to defend the three and you got to defend the rim yep it's like if those guys pull up to take a shot like 12 feet away from the rim they spontaneously combust yeah (laughs) and so does nate oats um yes he does but it, it does it seem like Eric's typically. I know there was obviously the the blowout where they had the the road trip from hell a few years ago, where they lost big at LSU and Alabama. But other than that, it feels like Arkansas has competed well at Alabama. Yeah, uh, yeah. You know it's I mean? it's like, always a. It like, seems
0: like it's a one possession game every yeah, time they go down there.
1: Always, always. And so that, you know, if I've learned anything covering Eric the last five years, every game's different. Um, but a lot of those games down there are are, are pretty tight. They've had a chance to. They've had a chance to win them, most of them anyway, um, and you know Arkansas is going to be up for that game, and they just they've got to got to play well, got to play hard, um, and try to keep Mark Sears off the free throw line. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you know, we're talking about a game that what ends the regular season for Arkansas. Is mm-hmm. that right? Yeah. Uh, don't want to get too ahead of ourselves, but I'm I'm really looking forward to that one too. Me too. Yeah, that should be a lot of fun.
0: Uh I, I mean I do think if Arkansas goes three and one, they're good. Yeah. If they're they're out
1: they're out of the Wednesday sadness business for sure. Ken Pom's got Arkansas losing by fifteen at Kentucky and losing by seventeen at Alabama. And there's a reason why. Yeah. I think both of those games will be closer than that. I but.
0: tend to think so too. Yeah. I tend to think so too. But we'll see what happens.
1: At least oh, we have something to talk about. I wanted to uh bring up one more thing. Mm-hmm. Coming back from Arlington last night, I'm on Twitter, and I see that Nebraska basketball had a um, halftime show last night. It was a little bit – or had a halftime show that was a little bit different than the norm. They didn't have Red Panda. They didn't have Corgi races or the Whataburger Fry Shuffle or whatever. <laughs> they had football players do a dunk contest. Mm. And it got me thinking, who on Arkansas's football team might win one of those? And our minds both went to the same place. Andrew Armstrong's winning that joint.
0: I like it. Yeah, Andrew Armstrong, super athlete. Yeah. Um, he would definitely be, I think, my top pick. He's like, we,
1: what, 6'3 or 6'4? Yeah. And I might be slighting him a little bit there. But he's just, he's, I feel like he'd be very aerodynamic. Yes, absolutely. That was, it, I didn't even think about it. It was like Armstrong.
0: Yeah. And we spent a lot of time thinking about this and talking about yeah, it. The, the roster way back pulled up Arlington. and
1: everything. I was just like.
0: Yeah. Um, new quarterback, Taylor Green, is one that we Good feel like call. might have a case. 6'6", yeah. six, six, 210, big guy. He can probably get up and throw it down. And then uh, Ty Broden. Yes. Uh, would be another one. I think that's our top three. I think we both agree with, uh, with Armstrong. I can't wait for spring ball to start mm-hmm. so we can start asking those guys those questions. For sure. And, yeah. uh, and see what happens That'll be there. the type of
1: stuff we'll ask them. Don't yeah. worry. <laughs>
0: and I could see, you know, because Broden's so tall – he might be a sneaky pick, but Armstrong strikes me as the guy that could have the best tricks.
1: Yes. Like yeah. he
0: could just hang up there and, you know, maybe he's a guy who get a windmill down or something. For sure. Um, we need to get access to the verts for those guys, and I think Definitely. that would be helpful. Yeah. Uh, but, yeah, that's uh, – we're going to get to the bottom of this and,
1: and get you a real answer, but I, I, think we're, I think we're in agreement. I wouldn't be shocked if they do that. I think that was such a hit with Nebraska over yeah. the weekend. It was like – Pro- somebody's probably going to mimic that pretty yeah. soon. Um, wouldn't hate it. You would just have to get the you'd have to get the uh, the sign off from Sam Pittman to do it. Yeah, um, he's the type of guy that would sign off on that. I think so too. I think somebody would jump over him. Ooh, I do like that. <laughs> or he would throw throw somebody a lob, Sam Assistman. I bet <laughs> Sam Assistman. <laughs> um, what do you think about Lane and Jackson? I think he could throw it down. I don't. I don't think he's got. I don't, think he's I, don't, got I don't think he's got tricks either, yeah. but I think he could, he could put a hurt on a rim.
0: He is like a uh, drop-step, two-feet, two-hand
1: yeah. with authority kind of thing. I think so, Rattles That's
0: the right. rim kind of guy. Yeah. yeah,
1: he might be the guy that, that jumps over Sam Pittman, I think. Yeah. I mean, Landon's going into next season. That's going to be his defensive star, so I think Sam would do it for him.
0: He's going to be the one that gets pulled up to the, uh, to the podium during camp. Said, so you want to see what an all-American defensive end really looks like? What he, yeah, real deal. <laughs> yeah, this is him. <laughs> yeah, no doubt. Oh man! All right, um, we got anything else?
1: Got any good Vandy memories? Uh,
0: <laughs> well, actually, no. Um, now that I think about it, because I remember Arkansas blowing that freaking lead last year after the whole Anthony Black thing, yeah, um, and losing that game by double digits. I remember Scottie Pippen Jr. Uh, Giving the dagger to Arkansas at mm-hmm. home. Yep. And then, you know, that was, that was about what, a few days before Musk wound up getting his, his shoulder surgery. Right.
1: Um, about hmm. the only thing I remember recently is uh, Connor Vanover was on Arkansas's roster. Okay. Vandy's running a late first half, sideline out of bounds. There's like, there's virtually, there's like negative time on the clock. Yes vanover gets subbed in to defend the pass instead of defend the rim and then vandy in very jerry stackhouse fashion he's got that he's got that suit on <laughs> and the stuff that they run 10 yeah. out of 10. 10 out of 10 sets that they run sideline out of bounds, baseline out of bounds half court stuff really good really yes. good stuff Scotty Pippen Jr gets a layup at the rim that was tough Good memory, Arkansas, palindromed Vandy in Nashville a few years back. I think it was like 84 to 48 or something like that. And Daniel Gafford, I think, threw down like a legitimate windmill. Um, yeah. I think he put the ball through the floor. He threw it down so hard. There we that go. Was a, yeah, that was a good one.
0: And it was the last, I mean, even though it ended on, on poor circumstances, it was the last win of Eric's first year um, in Nashville.
1: Yeah. The COVID year. Yeah. Right? Is that right? Yes. Yeah, because they yeah.
0: would have played South Carolina the next night.
1: Yeah. That's correct. Yeah, I remember doing the How to Watch for that South Carolina game, put it up, and then like 15 oh. minutes later, took it down. Yeah. <laughs> it's pretty tough. Yeah, sorry about that,
0: folks. Um, so, yeah, we'll see how it goes. Uh, you know, Vanderbilt's got some players. They've got a, a really nice point guard in, in Ezra Manjon. Yeah. Uh, who I think is underrated. He's just small, but he. Uh, who did he... Buzzer beat Texas A and M. Yes, he had a buzzer beater against
1: Texas A and M to beat those guys. That boy triple jumped before he got that shot up. He did do that.
0: Yeah, Um, and so it's a nice little backcourt one-two combination between him and and Tyron Lawrence, friend of the uh, Natty State Sports Big Board back there. Board boy. Yeah, so um, a good backcourt. Obviously, they've been struggling this year. I I think you take a look at them, and what is that record? Seven and twenty, and uh, and two and twelve in the SEC. You got Jerry Stackhouse again. That suit is on, like you said, but um, he's, he's been uh, kind of up there at the podium after the games quoting scripture and stuff like that, and um, hey, that's awesome, but usually that's a sign of a man who's about to be without a job. I think,
1: yeah, when, I think that means he's kind of going through it.
0: Yeah, yeah, and so, you know, there have been a lot of murmurs and stuff out there, so uh, might be nearing the end of the Stockhouse era over at
1: Vanderbilt. You want um, to hear something crazy? Yeah. I got another thing. Okay. Vandy beat UNC Greensboro. They did right before UNC Greensboro beat Arkansas. That's correct. Yeah, how wild is that? Vandy loses a Presbyterian and then uh, beats UNC Greensboro. It's just basketball, man.
0: It must really <laughs> wants that Mississippi State game back. Yeah. If you had to pick one loss this season, Ooh. which one? You can only get one. Which one would it be to get back?
1: That's a good question. Um, are you leaning Greensboro? No. Okay.
0: I mean, that's a, that's a very fair one to, <laughs> to go towards.
1: Yeah, because I feel like that's when people started being like, oh, this team might have some – this team might not have it. Yeah. But it was right before the Bahamas. I'm like, ah, man, I've never been – I remember telling you after that Greensboro game, I'm like, never been more convinced they're going to win the, the battle for Atlantis. I right. remember telling you that. Right. <laughs> Back in November. Did not happen that way. Um would be nice if you had a win over Kentucky at home. That was mine. Yeah, man, you were right there.
0: They were right there. Um, you know, that just that just feels like one that slipped away from them. Yep. Even though they were they were shorthanded in that game, but you had College Game Day in there. Um, you know, the biggest of stages, and I thought they outplayed them for thirty seven or thirty eight minutes that game. Yeah. And you look at Kentucky now, and they're you know they've fallen off some. That would have been a huge win. It would have been a Q1. And that's the kind of thing that uh, I think could have maybe fast-tracked them a little bit to get to where they are now a little bit sooner. Sure. Uh, I think that one, that one could have helped them a lot. I mean, you win that Kentucky game, call me crazy, I'm not so sure you lose that game at LSU the next weekend. Yeah. You know, I think you might just have a little bit more, you know, in the tank. I, I certainly don't think you go out there and lay an egg the way that they yeah. did. So there might have been some trickle down from that Kentucky, one.
1: Kentucky, you're 5-3 and three in your last eight.
0: Right. Yeah, that that's exactly so right. Four and, four. and then you're, you know, you're in that mix with everybody else at 6 and 8 instead of a game back. Um, and if you're, you know, one game in SEC play, if you're 6 and 8 right now and you've got the rest of the league schedule that shakes out the way it does, you probably feel pretty good about uh, not yeah. playing on Wednesday night down Absolutely. there. So, yeah. Yeah, I think that would be the one. The one for me, um, hey, man, the Mississippi State game too. You know, I I get it, must. I get yeah. it, man.
1: Yeah, Eric just called in and said still watching rewatching the Mississippi State game. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, he just sent
0: us a screenshot of uh the non-foul call on on Chandler Lawson's offensive right. rebounds.
1: Prepping for Vandy watching Mississippi State. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you just you know what you got with Vandy. It's yeah. Tyron Lawrence and Ezra Magnon, but I don't even know if I'm saying I probably butchered his name, but you know you just, those are the guys. Those are the guys. Yeah, handle handle the backcourt. Um, come out with come out with
0: energy, you know. Like like you said, like you said on Friday against Missouri, like you got to do a little bit more than just show up. Yeah. Um, so they got to come out and actually be, you know, ready to play. But I, I I think I think they have turned the corner from that standpoint.
1: Yeah. Here. Um, I mean, it's too little, we'll too late. I yeah. think unless you just win the conference tournament. But it's it's good to see, it's good to go in the games, you know, feeling confident that they're gonna play hard.
0: Two more wins, and you at least guarantee yourself to finish 500 or better. Yeah. So that would also be nice to not have a losing season no on doubt the record. About it.
1: No. Not a doubt about it. I know
0: it's a lot of consolation prizes here for what, for a team that was ranked in the top 15 <laughs> in the preseason. That's just where we're at, people. Okay.
1: Yeah. yeah. Take it one game at a time.
0: <laughs> All right. Well, we are, uh, we're we're going to get out of here, and Arkansas plays a Tuesday night game. It's 8 p.m. against Vanderbilt. Uh, which means our next show will be on Wednesday, and it will be a, a post-Vandy win, question mark, autopsy, maybe?
1: Yeah. 8 p.m. SEC Network. We're yeah. going to wait around all day for Arkansas-Vandy. Yeah. <laughs> prime time. When is prime time? It's when Arkansas yeah, plays. Prime time's yeah, prime time is when the Hawks play. <laughs> Shout out Jack Henley. <laughs> exactly. All right. Big baseball guys now. Yeah, big baseball After guys now.
0: Yeah, that was, a, that was a fun weekend in Arlington. Um, the Oklahoma State game lasted entirely too long and uh and the Razorbacks wound up losing that one. But hey, got out of the weekend two and one and uh for everyone that's that's jumping off the bridge because this team can't hit, they will. They will. Just just realize that they have a national championship uh weekend rotation. So those guys are awesome. They
1: do. Those guys can shove it. Yeah. Uh crazy numbers of strikeouts we got to watch the Hagen Smith thing which was freaking crazy. So Hey and that clip that you put out about him eating Jersey Mikes before every game yeah. Jersey Mike's liked it and replied to the the clip great so he might actually be he might have a jersey mike's patch on his jersey the next time you see him on yeah, the yeah
0: and i i will uh be looking forward to the royalties from that we'll, yeah. we'll get in touch with Hagen's <laughs> people and uh and we'll make that happen yeah i gotta so. get you
1: some comp for that
0: yeah uh better that than uh you know being sponsored by Gagewood salmon or underwear so. yeah
1: yeah. <laughs> yeah i don't think that's gonna work
0: all right well we're gonna get out of here people and we uh, always appreciate you tuning in Um, Fun show. It's a lot more fun after wins, and we've had that in two straight. Can we make it three? I think at that point you get to call it a streak. We'll see. But either way, we'll be back here on Wednesday for Scotty Borderline. This has been Curtis Wilkerson with United State Sports. We will catch you guys at the the Palace in a couple days.